Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So Thursday, I'm kind of just watching the news and seeing what's going on. And this almost flew right under the radar. And I saw it and I said, hey, who says there's no good news these days? I see this as good news. But uh, yeah, the plastic ban. The plastic ban has been turned on its head by a federal court that um, says the cabinet order to list manufactured plastic as toxic it's just not reasonable. It goes too far. It's too broad. So this has very big in implications for the government's ban of six single-use plastic items, whether it be straws, uh, the grocery bags that you get, the takeout containers, um, mix-it sticks you get in the coffee. Pretty thing, you know, the stuff that makes life convenient. And it's all supposed to be totally phased out by 2025. But while the government says it's going to appeal this thing to the top court, that can take time. So does plastic stay or go? Like, is the plastics industry, which, of course, a $35 billion industry, are they going to be able to get bags and plastic goods into business? Or is business saying, oh, I've spent so much money trying to go the other way, I'm not going back? Let us ask. Dr. Cal Lacken is a research scientist with the Faculty of Environment and Urban Change at York University. Good to have you. Good morning. Thank All you right. for having me. What, what do you make of this decision? I mean, there were a couple of things, uh, takeaways in this. It comes down to provincial jurisdiction on one side, but it was that, you know, this is such a broad ruling that you can't really do it this way. But in the bigger picture, what do you see in this ruling? So I, I actually agree with the ruling because I thought that the government overreached when it came to the classification, what constituted a toxic, toxic substance, and it kind of kind of grouped all of these plastics together. And I believe that decision wasn't rooted in any sort of uh, with that being said, will there be direct implications? Like, will the single-use plastic bag be coming back or plastic cutlery? And to answer that question is that I don't anticipate any significant changes to the existing bans on single-use plastic bags and cutlery. Um, retailers and food service operators are making this transition and promoting it to the public. And I feel any sort of reversion to the previous single-use norm would be met with significant resistance um, from the general public. Yeah, you're, you're, you're digitizing. I don't know if you've got some pipe cleaner around that you can stick on your head or uh, go by a window, but you're, you are digitizing just a little bit. Um, so so your, your thought is that, you know, grocery stores and uh, restaurants have already spent, you know, a significant amount of money trying to go in the direction they were going, so they just won't come back. Precisely. And I think a lot of it has to do with, once again, the messaging that we give consumers. We spent so much time saying that plastics are bad for the environment and empowering users by saying, if you use reusables, that this is going to be what's the most sustainable option. And so I think that any sort of movement away from that sends a really bad message to consumers that I think would cause a lot of confusion and discontent. I think there is, though, a lot of confusion and discontent because I think people try to do their best with recycling and then they find out, well, only 10% of the blue box actually gets to recycling and then the rest is in landfill. But the other side of this is, I, I don't know what your trunk looks like or you know under your sink, but I, I've got about 400 reusable bags now. I've got this collection um, you know, because you forget them and not everybody's carrying them around all day. But there there could be a, an even bigger 
landfill problem with the amount of these bags because I can't imagine that they are um, breaking down any any faster than a plastic bag. And, and I have to think there's also an expense to them, right? Even though the the consumers generally buy them. You know, that's a that's a very valid observation. So in theory, reuse is better, <laughs> assuming that pe- assuming that people use it the way that it's intended. And I'm definitely guilty of this. So in the back of my trunk, I have about 100 reusable bags <laughs> that I, I never remember. Does. Yeah. yeah, I never remember to bring it into the store and I just buy more of them. And in order to really accrue the environmental benefit of a reusable, you have to use it dozens, if not hundreds of times. And so if you were to look at the total environmental impact, the reusable bags can result in a worse environmental outcome. But with that being said, I think that Um, As a society as a whole, we should be moving away from single-use consumption when possible and embracing reuse, but changing ingrained habits and getting people to use reusables the way they're intended to uh, is an enormous challenge, even those for people that are informed like myself. Like, where are you putting these bags? You just walking around with them? Like, I'm like, I'm trying, but I I just, I just, sometimes I got other stuff to carry than my reusable bags. I think it's, it is a lifestyle choice for, for a lot of people, but I don't know even if that data is being measured. I think one day, probably down the road, we are going to get some study saying, oh my God, look at that chapter with the, you know, the, the heavier bags, the reusable bags, and, and we can't get rid of them. I mean, that, that will come down the line, but I do think that there's got to be a balance, right? Like there's got to be a balance where I think consumers are trying their best, um, but there's going to be plastic used. You know, there's other things like toys. I mean, I don't know if you have kids, but those toys are just full of plastic. There are other ways we can cut the plastic without taking away inconveniences that people actually do use. Yeah, absolutely. And so going back to my initial comments, you know, I think the government's ban was um, not rooted in science and overreaching. And we have to realize that plastics are not inherently bad. And as a researcher, this this is something that's really challenging. There's no such thing as a bad material or a good material. It depends on the context in which you use right. it. And so plastic absolutely has a role to play in a sustainable economy, but it also damages the environment. And so like you said, it's a balance of finding what are the opportunities where we can move away from plastics into more sustainable alternatives, and then what are the scenarios in which plastics make sense. And so to me, finding that balance is far more important and impactful than saying we need to ban everything without necessarily having systems in place to encourage a ban or make it be effective. Yeah, like I don't know if we will ever get rid of plastic. It is, it is, and it is used, and and there are very good uses for it. Uh, maybe we can use it better. Yeah, I'm sure we can. But I don't, and maybe you've got a, a data to say otherwise. But I don't, in not in my lifetime, or in the next hundred years, I don't see us ever totally getting rid of plastic. I would 100% agree. And I would say that if we did 100% eliminate plastic, people would be kind of way worse off. And what a lot of people don't realize is that the reason why we make packaging choices is because of our food and economic systems. It's not that people want to, you know, wrap everything in plastic. It's because our food systems transports, you know, something from Chile to Canada and travels thousands of kilometers and we need to keep it fresh. And so if you wanted to address the plastics problem, we'd have to take a step back and say we need to address systemic global problems, which isn't necessarily feasible in like an immediate time scale. Right. And so I think we need to recognize once again, plastics has a role to play. 
but we need to understand the best scenarios in which it should be utilized and identify the, the areas in which um, we can find a sustainable alternative. But in my opinion, I think plastics are here to stay and any call yeah. of an absolute ban is short-sighted and ultimately detrimental to the environment. Yeah, there are products. I mean, there are stores I go to, they've got like these kind of flimsy-ish plastic bags, you know, like you put your produce in them and then it breaks right away and you're like, oh. yeah. But, but, but there are products out there that, that they are turning to uh, that still should be able to be used. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I think, once again, this isn't a black and white uh, yes or no issue. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about taking the time to evaluate, really, when do plastics make sense and when they don't. And I think the government was so gung-ho, particularly yes. particularly because of the negative narrative surrounding plastics, that it's an assumption that it's bad. It's an assumption mm-hmm. that it's toxic. And they kind of bowled ahead with the decision, and then both consumers and producers and retailers are struggling to say, oh, what do I do now? Yeah. So I think we need to be much more prudent in our approach and recognize, um, once again, it just comes down to making smart decisions given the constraints of the system that we're in. Yeah, look, it's easier said than done. We get the headlines, and it's always great to see ban this, ban that. But yeah. like the, the, the reality, and I think we're seeing this with a lot of the climate policy this government put together, is it's like once it's tested, uh, it's not necessarily standing up. Not that they didn't have good intentions, but it's just too much overreach. And we're seeing that with the carbon tax. We're seeing that with now this. And I know they're going to appeal it. I'm not sure how the top court will look at this any differently. Do you? Pardon, sorry, I didn't catch that last part. I, I don't know. I mean, I know Gibble will try to challenge us, but I don't know how the top court, the Supreme Court, would see this ruling any differently. Yeah, you know what? I, I think you made an excellent point that a lot of the decisions made by the federal government have been aspirational in nature, but when they're put to the test, they've kind of failed. And I think that as we see that these broad sweeping legislative changes are not achieving the outcomes that we want, um, that it's causing people to question were the decisions that we made right. And I think with single-use plastics, um, my expectation is that the courts will once again say, you know what, you need to do more scientific-based research or at least make your bans be rooted in something other than an emotional <laughs> reaction. Um, and and hopefully, once again, kind of uphold that decision. And that's not to say that we can't move towards a system where we sure. do ban certain plastics, but make sure that decision and rationale is is rooted in the science. And unfortunately, a lot of the decisions made today are not rooted in science. Yeah, it's always wrapped in in, uh, politics, politics and plastic. Nonetheless, stay tuned on this because it's a a battle that's not going away, I don't think. And uh, these decisions will take years. So we'll see what happens. Appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. You as well. Take care. There you go. There's a Dr. Cal Lagan who's looked into this and and it will. It'll take, you know, challenging the top court. And then we may have a change of government if there's truly a God, uh, and then who knows where it goes. I just think a ban, when we've been seeing the numbers going the right way, is never the right way. I think you got to ease. It's like the soul, what do they say, the, uh, the carrot and the stick approach? You get more people with carrots than you do sticks.